0: You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. Folks, my guest is Ray Comfort. He is a dear brother in Christ. He is uh, the author of more books than I've read, but hopefully I can be excused for that because He's not just a best-selling author. He's done more than 100 books, more than 100 books. If you stack up all the books, it's a taller stack than Ray. And uh, he is the co-host of an award-winning television program that airs in 190 countries. He's the producer of award-winning films, and he is our brother in Christ. It is such a delight, Ray, to have you back on the broadcast again.
1: It's a joy to be with you, Jim. Thank you.
0: You have a new book. It's called How to Be Free from the Fear of Death. And, uh, and, and I really do believe that you write all these books because I know a lot of people don't uh, write their own stuff. But you do, and it shows because you tell all these stories about the things that happen, and then make wonderful applications of those stories and the lessons that they illustrate. And uh, I thank you for being willing to share. You don't, you don't paint yourself in these as some sort of hero, but you keep pointing to one who is our hero, and that's Jesus.
1: Yes, sir. And then the book's written in a New Zealand accent, too.
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's good. I'll, I'll confess, the first time that I saw you, and probably the second and third time I saw you on video, I, I, I was not a fan. I, I thought you seemed sweet and sincere, but I just really didn't enjoy it. I've continued to watch over the years and to read your stuff and to hear you speak, and, man, I am a huge, huge fan. I think that God has anointed you and used you in many, many ways, not only with the people that you've confronted with the gospel, but in equipping the body of Christ to reach others. And when you talk about how to be free from the fear of death, you're talking right now to a world that has demonstrated that they are terrified of death. We've got this COVID thing that uh, basically over 99% of us are going to survive if we get it. Over 99% of us are going to survive, and yet still people are terrified. It has shut down economies. It has ruined so much in this world because people are terrified of death, aren't they?
1: yeah let me give you my take on it by bouncing off poached eggs if i may i don't know if you know what a poached egg is it's like a fried egg but it's done in water it's boiled and i've done it for years but there's been a pain and that is that this fluff comes on the top of the on the water and you have to scoop it off every time and i discovered something a few months ago that just changed my life i put a lid on the frying pan and it sped things up 10 times and there was no fluff now hold on to that hold on to that thought okay i'm gonna bounce off into it um the thief on the cross amazes me because at one point he was railing upon Jesus, mm-hmm. and then he was blaspheming the other thief, mm-hmm. the other thief, and then he changed. He says, "Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom." And I thought, "What went on? Did he hear Jesus say, Father, forgive them, they know not what they can do,' or did he did he see him give his hand to be nailed to the cross rather than mm-hmm. fight the Romans? But I think also something else was going on, and that is. He knew he was going to die. You know, people think it was very superficial. He just turned to Jesus. But no, he was a Jew, almost certainly. He obviously Mm -hmm. knew the law because he turned to Jesus. and The other thief, and he said, we're here justly. Yes. Because they were thieves that violated the Eighth Commandment. So then he said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And so the whole poached egg thing comes in a play because he knew the pressure was on. He was nailed to a cross. He couldn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. He couldn't do anything. He knew death was going to come to him. Mm -hmm. And because of that, he got rid of the fluff. He got rid of the things that don't matter. And when you're facing death like this generation, they're facing death like they never have before. I mean, they're thinking about death. Well, it's speeding up the process. The heat's on, the pressure's on, and it's helping them to get rid of the fluff, the things that don't matter. Praise God. You know, when when you're thinking about your own death and you're going to be snatched into eternity, you think, well, nothing else matters. You know, nothing. You know, sport doesn't really matter. Right. Relationships don't really matter. It's like the uh, pilgrim in Christians. He goes running out the house crying, life, life, eternal life. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to take advantage of this and realize that every human being is haunted by the fear of death, is the amplified by says i should have said it a little louder but it says every human being is haunted by the fear of death all their lifetime hebrews (laughs) 2 14 and 15 yes when i when i meet an unsaved person i immediately say hey how you doing my name's ray can i ask you a question do you think there's an afterlife and (laughs) they say yeah i I hope there is yeah say are you afraid of dying and you see their eyes widen it they're saying to themselves How did he know? My mum doesn't know, my wife doesn't know, my husband doesn't know, but I'm afraid of dying, it haunts me. Mm -hmm. And I say, do you know that God tells us what causes death and how how to respond to death? In the Old Testament, God promised to destroy death. New Testament tells us exactly how he did it. Mm-hmm. And so I like to say to people, the Bible is an instruction book. You ever try to put an appliance together yourself? It doesn't work because you didn't read the instructions. That's what humanity has done. The whole place is a mess because we haven't looked at the instruction book. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, and God's Word is the instruction book for humanity. And when we sit at His feet and read His Word, we, we understand what's happening on this earth. You know, we, we look at Bible prophecy, and man, uh, when, uh, 50 years ago, I'd hear about all these things in you know, the Mark of the Beast—you can't buy or sell—and all the stuff back in the hand and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty far-fetched. How could that happen? And suddenly, we're living in a, in a an apocalyptic time, but it's a wonderful time of darkness when our lights shine more brightly.
0: Amen. Amen, brother. I am so grateful that you have been so consistent in your message across the years. God has given you various ways of bringing these points home. But you have consistently pointed people to Jesus, and uh, you know, let me let me just ask a question this way: If a person doesn't know the Lord, if a person is not trusting in Christ, should they be afraid to die?
1: Oh, I think think if they think death is terrifying this side, wait till you get to the other side. Exactly. The Bible says, "How can we escape, or how shall we escape, if we neglect so great a salvation?" You know, most people don't realize the Bible says death is caused by wages. They say, what are you talking about, wages? Well, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. God is paying us in death for our sins like a judge. Mm-hmm. who has a heinous criminal stand before him, who's raped three girls, and then murdered them, the judge says, you've earned the death sentence. This is mm-hmm. your wages. This is what's due to you. This is what we're going to pay you. Mm-hmm. And sin is so serious in the eyes of a holy God, not in our eyes, who do not lie and steal and blaspheme and fornicate and look with lust. Everybody does. It's no big deal. Well, to God's a big deal. He's given us capital punishment. And I like to say to people, do you think you are bad enough to justify God putting you to death for your sins? And they'll say, no, I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. So let's go through the commandments and see how you do. And they turn out to be lying thieves who use God's name as a cuss word and burn with unlawful sexual desire and had sex out of marriage. And I say, look, you have just told me you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, fornicating, adulterate heart. You've earned your wages. And they begin to nod and say, yeah, God is justified. What shall I do? And that's when the gospel makes sense.
0: Amen. Amen. The, uh, people often say to me when I'm trying to talk with them, well, well you know, nobody's perfect. And my response is, actually, that's where you're wrong. There is one who is perfect, and that's God. God is perfect. And that's why if I try and demand perfection of someone, I'm a hypocrite. But when God demands perfection, he's totally justified in doing so because he is perfect. And so the amazing good news is that this perfect, holy, righteous God whose eyes are too pure to look upon sin, that God, knowing our sin, became sin for us. He took our guilt on himself, and he paid the penalty we owed. He took the wages that we deserved. And because of that, he didn't didn't break the law to save us. He fulfilled the law to save us. And because of that, we do not have to be afraid any longer.
1: Absolutely. You know, I, I put a little booklet out when COVID first raised its ugly head a number of years ago mm-hmm. called How to Be Free from the Fear of Death, a little 20-page booklet about the size of a kid's hand. Mm-hmm. And if we sell 10,000 booklets in two months, that's very good. We sold 240,000 in two months. Wow. And so I told my publisher, I said, this could justify a book. I said, do it. So we did it. And, you know, I, I was hesitant to give people that little booklet, How to Be Free from the Fear of Death, because this is so personal. one I mean, they might be offended. Nobody has refused them. Mm. Nobody, because everybody's haunted by that fear of death. And it's because we're not beasts. We're not primates. We're not dogs or cats. We're human beings made in the image of God with a cry in the heart that says, oh, I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. And that's because God's placed eternity in our heart. You look at how a waitress approaches businessmen in a, in a restaurant. She doesn't walk up and say, they're oh, wearing three-piece suits. They've got little cases that look like that, wheeling and dealing millions of dollars. I just don't know what to I'm just nervous. No, she walks up and says, can I take your order? She just butts in <laughs> because she knows she has what they want, nothing yes. to eat. And yes. she knows they're going to stop and say, yeah, 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 forget the money, give me the food. And that's exactly what we've got. We've got what the world once. They don't realize what we have, but we have everlasting life in Christ. Amen. And so in John chapter 4, Jesus said to the woman, well, if you knew who was speaking to you, you would ask of me would give you living water. And if they knew what we had, they'd stop everything and say, oh, show me what you've got, these riches (laughs) in Christ, everlasting life. So we've got to be bold like that waitress and not listen to our fears. We've got to be like a firefighter who arrives at a burning building and doesn't listen to his fears. Yes. The woman. On the fifth story, holding a little kid's at a window, and he climbs that ladder. He'd rather be home with his wife, obviously, but he climbs that ladder and ignores his fears because he's not thinking of himself. Mm-hmm. He's thinking of that woman and a terrible fate, and that's what we've got to do with the ungodly. Think of that terrible fate of facing God and the lake of fire and God's wrath and, and fearful. And so we've sinned against them horribly with our burning lusts and <laughs> adultery, fornication, homosexuality, covetousness, greed. Man, we've got a multitude of sins. So, yeah. you know, we've got to be motivated by love and, and push ourselves. And, and as I said, just ignore those fears like a good firefighter. Others making a difference, having compassion, pulling them from the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh, the scripture says.
0: Amen. Amen you know, God has demonstrated such love for us that when he lives in us, it changes our affections. It causes us to care about people who are strangers, to care about oh, people who are uh, perhaps hostile toward us, uh, who might mock us or whatever. It, it, all of a sudden, it's not about us anymore. As you described, we care about what's going to happen to them.
1: Absolutely. I said to a young guy the other day, I says, I love you as I'm sharing the gospel. He says, you did not even know me. I said, I don't have to know you to love you. If you see a family getting in a car on a downhill road, the brakes are broken. They're going to go over a thousand foot cliff. You don't know them, but you're going to go up and bang on the window and plead with them, get out of the car. Right. You don't know them, but you love them enough to warn them. And I says, I know your fate. Mm -hmm. And and I love you enough to warn you. And that's what the Bible says, we're to warn every man and present every man perfect in Christ. And our motivation is love. And what I like to say to people, if you've got fears that are holding you back, you know, let me ask you a question. Could I ever get you to jump into a pond that's got big chunks of ice in it that's so cold it'll kill you in about three minutes? And they say, never. So us say a four-year-old boy falls in and he's drowning because his feet don't touch the bottom, would you jump in? Without hesitation, you would because love does that. Yeah. Perf- perfect love casts out all fear. So if you've got fears that are holding you back, don't pray for less fear, pray for more love. Amen. That's the problem.
0: Amen. Amen. Folks, let me take just a moment to encourage you to go on the internet and visit the website of Ware's Valley Ranch. It's a very easy address, just wvr.org. For over 20 years, the ranch has provided a loving home environment for children who have a problem that they did not create. It may be a health crisis on the part of a parent or even the death of a parent. Often, it's the death of a marriage, leaving a single parent who's struggling to care for the children while working one or more jobs in order to provide for their support. Sometimes, it's a parent who struggles with alcohol or drug addiction or even a case where one or both parents are in prison. But these children are not the problem. They're not delinquents. They're simply caught in a difficult circumstance. I hope you'll help us provide these little ones with the opportunity for hope and healing in a Christ-centered environment. Please visit wvr.org in order to learn more and in order to help. That's wvr.org. To step out of my comfort zone into the realm of the unknown where Jesus is and is holding out his hand. Well, Ray, you have this beautiful uh, book. Face. No, I didn't say that. You can't make me say that. (laughs) But you've got this beautiful book, "How to Be Free from the Fear of Death." Uh, Fabulous endorsements, forward by John MacArthur, uh, a a nice preface by you, and it's filled with wonderful uh, illustrations. Whether we're talking about you, you almost met uh, the Lord earlier (laughs) when you were uh, on your way to to work. Uh, and you almost turned right in front of an SUV that uh, didn't know you were about to turn left. Um, yeah,
1: took my breath away. It was so close to death. I mean, yeah. the, the grim reaper was sitting on my shoulder. That, that yeah,
0: well, day. I, the, I mean, the fact is all of us uh, are in a situation, whether we acknowledge it or not, where we could go at any time.
1: Mm-hmm. And, I might not uh, and not finish this call. I'm 72. I might not finish this interview. <laughs>
0: Well, that's true, but I tell you what, we've already got a good start. That's um, right. Ray, how do people get this book?
1: It's, uh, you can get it to Amazon or any Christian bookstore uh, or from livingwaters.com.
0: I, I want folks to know this is a beautiful book. It's very nicely done. The contents are excellent. The presentation is excellent. And it is something that would make a wonderful gift. Um, I mean, obviously I hope you'll enjoy it yourself if you get it, but I'm looking at this and thinking of people I'd like to give this to because the fact of the matter is this is a book that would make a splendid gift for people that you care about, how to be free from the fear of death. If you struggle with this question yourself, Ray does a beautiful job of answering it. If you know someone who doesn't really know the Lord, or you know someone who has professed faith in Christ, but they have not yet grown to the point of understanding the security that we have in him, I want to encourage you to get hold of this book, How to Be Free from the Fear of Death. Now, Ray, when when you go out and share, there are a number of things that this book deals with. Um, one is, in order to rid yourself from fear, you need to commit the outcome over to God and trust with prayer and thanksgiving.
1: Yes, the, the my motivation for prayer is, I think it's five words by Jesus. He said, hmm. without me, you can do nothing. Amen. And I really don't want to do nothing, and so I commit everything to the Lord. You know, I, I, uh, whatever I do, I commit to the Lord. We had a terrible incident in uh, Los Angeles about two weeks ago. A 14-year-old girl was trying something on in a, in a clothing store, and a bullet came through and killed her. Mm-hmm. And tragedy, but the world would say she's in the wrong place at the wrong time. It was just terrible, and she was. But when we're Christians and we commit our way to the Lord, We're never in the wrong place at the wrong time. No matter what comes our way, we say, I committed my time to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And all things are working together for good because I'm called according to his purposes. So, yeah, just commit everything to the Lord and ask him to direct your paths, and he's faithful too.
0: And then you also talk about the fact that we need to trust God, even when some of the prayers that we pray seem to be unanswered.
1: Oh, absolutely! Like you just—that's the principle of Hebrews eleven. The whole thing with Daniel mm-hmm. uh, in the lions' den. I'm—I'm going to pray. Next thing, he's dropped into a lions' den, and you think, "What's going on?" <laughs> and that's because God sees the beginning from the end. He sees things from an eternal perspective. Yes. You think the disciples were told by Jesus, "Not a hair of your head will perish." Well, they all got martyred. They all—they were going to die anyway. So, mm-hmm. what did Jesus mean? Well, we'll see on the other side of eternity. Not a hair of their head will perish. God keeps his. Promises, So we've got to have an eternal perspective. Whatever comes our way, God's working in us to will and do with his good pleasure.
0: Amen. You also talk in this book about the spiritual battle that's involved in evangelism. When you are involved in telling the good news, you're going to have spiritual battles with the enemy, aren't you?
1: absolutely and he's going to get into your ripe imagination and just rotten it up because every time, I, every time I look at Zacchaeus he turns into Goliath the second I want to witness to him and I'm not kidding I'm not kidding my my imagination goes crazy I see a guy sitting there and I think yeah you can tell he hates Christians look at his hand he can't wait him to get around my throat and, and it never took, then my fears are never realized You know, right. I go up to him and say hey how you doing says, so good so you Got a question for you. Do you think there's an afterlife? And I find out he's not a grizzly bear. He's a teddy bear. And I've had a guy I remember saying this to me when I was all fearful to approach him. He says, Whoa. I was just thinking about this sort of thing last night.
0: Praise Number God.
1: I'm glad I didn't listen to my fears.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, you share some beautiful illustrations of that in this book, How to Be Free from the Fear of Death. And, you know, I've experienced that certainly in my own life. We even experienced it a little bit when we were trying to record this interview. The enemy does not want people to know the truth. He is a liar and the father of lies. And he not only will try and spew out his lies, but he will do what he can to squelch the truth and keep it from getting out there. But God is greater than the enemy. And we are on the winning side. So we need to realize, like you described that waitress going up to uh, offer to take orders from the people in, in the restaurant, we need to realize, as you said, that even though they don't know it, we have what they long for.
1: Absolutely. The cry in the human heart is, oh God, I don't want to die, so never hesitate. Compassion will motivate you to do it because if you think how you feel about death mm-hmm. and think about unsaved people, feel about it, and uh, and they've got, no, they've got no faith in God, and that leaves them like standing on the edge of a plane 10,000 feet up without a parachute. No, yeah. I'm going to be pushed out. It just takes my breath away when I think it's the fate of the ungodly. Yes. It drives me crazy.
0: We have been in situations across the years where we've seen both people asking us and people asking other believers, how is it that as you go through this, you have peace? How is it that in the midst of this, uh, you're able to still have joy? I don't understand it. One of the greatest blessings of my youth was having the opportunity to get to know Corey Ten Boom. Um, Mm. I I knew about her and uh, certainly knew the story, but I had not had the opportunity to meet her. I'm telling you, there was a lady who radiated the love and the joy and the peace that come from really knowing Jesus. She had been through the fire and come out the other side, and it was beautiful, to see. And everywhere she went in the world, she went into the most difficult places. When she finally was delivered by God from that Nazi concentration camp, she didn't say, man, I am never going to go back into a tough situation like that. She went into places putting her life on the line in order to bring the gospel uh, into communist countries, both in Asia and, uh, of course, across Eastern Europe. And people who saw her and knew her story, didn't understand. Why Why is she like that? Why she? And, and the answer is Jesus. And that is the explanation behind your faithful, zealous, energetic proclamation of the gospel. You know Jesus, and he lives in you. And that has changed everything for Ray Comfort. And I want you who are listening right now to realize that God... Can change you from the inside out, too. You don't need to just stay where you are. The call to repentance is a message of hope because it means you don't have to keep hitting your thumb with that hammer over and over and over again. You can be changed by God's grace. And Ray beautifully sets out the gospel and gives you some wonderful practical messages about how to share this good news with others. So again, I want to encourage you folks who are listening, get hold of the book, How to Be Free from the Fear of Death. And if you run across some of Ray Comfort's other stuff, watch it, read it. You'll be blessed. Ray, thank you again for coming on the broadcast.
1: That's been a real privilege. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to Abiding in Christ.